Hello and welcome. I am Laurence Bertrand and this is an ESVS podcast. Today we will be talking about a new learning initiative of the ESVS called the Key Opinion Leader Forum. It is a unique opportunity for all aspiring and practicing vascular surgeons to hear directly from and even interact with the experts of specific subtopics from the ESVS chosen key opinion leaders. In this podcast, we will be talking about what Key Opinion Leader Forum is, who it is by, who it is for, and how you at home can get involved and take this opportunity to ask your difficult clinical questions in the forum. We'll also be giving some insights to the best bits of content that already emerged in the first session that has taken place in June. For those of you looking to participate, the Key Opinion Leader Forum sessions are open and free to all ESVS members. Simply visit the website and click on the Education ESVS Academy links to find the Key Opinion Leader Forum case library and register for the sessions as they come. I'm honored to have with me the first two hosts of the Key Opinion Leader Forum sessions, Dr. Kaki Young and Flavia Gentil. Dr. Young is an Associate Professor of Vascular Surgery at Amsterdam University Medical Centers. And Dr. Gentil is a Visceral and Vascular Surgeon at the Centre Hospitalier de Luxembourg. Welcome to you both and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for inviting me to be at this uh, podcast. I'm very honored. Hi, thank you very much for inviting us. So the first question is for Dr. Gentil. Can you tell us a little bit about the idea behind the Key Opinion Leader sessions for those at home who missed the first one? What is this new initiative exactly about? Yeah, well, this is actually a new educational event which allows participants to ask and get uh, an answer uh, regarding burning question on moderate or difficult cases. And those cases will be submitted uh, for selection via the co-form case library. So uh, the idea is to present cases and receive guidance from the expert. It's an informal event where people should feel welcome to take part and contribute and ask questions. And the expert will offer the advice, obviously, according to their valuable experience. So I think it's a great and rare opportunity to interact with the expert in the field and receive advice on uh, on personal cases. Dr. Young, you have already hosted a very successful first session in June this year. Congratulations. Your forum was focused on peripheral arterial disease. As a passive participant, I felt it was very lively debate and very interactive. How was it for you to host? Well, it was actually very nice to organize such a session with key opinion leaders like Kuna Delosa and Lorenzo Patrone. And they both were also very interactive with each other. So for me, it was very easy to host the session. We got a lot of questions through the chat box, uh, which we could very easily uh, answer. We do like to have more cases beforehand because it was difficult to collect more cases. But the library was a very new thing to the ESVS and also the Key Opinion Leader Forum. So, and they were accepting all levels of cases. Fortunately, we had two and they were very, very successfully discussed. And this was actually for mid-advanced vascular surgeons. But I do think that young vascular surgeons or starting vascular surgeons could have learned a lot also from this session. Thank you. I'm just going to ask about submission of cases. So I'm hearing you say that it's actually important that we try and get more cases to come. For those of us wanting to submit cases, what do you recommend? What kind of cases should we send? Well, so for the peripheral alternative diseases, cases were actually, it could be all kinds of cases. 
because you could discuss on just a simple iliac mechanization, but also discuss about a very extensive case on cruel pathology. And we select which we would have the most variation of discussion for. And right now there were only two, but the case library has an access to all participants. So even if you have a hundred cases, the Kilpinian leaders would have a look at them and just keep the cases short, you know, like five slides and then have an interactive discussion. That is the best. Thank you for those tips. Um, what I'm hearing you say is that it's all right if we have cases that are also not extremely complex or extremely no. difficult not to be afraid and um, submit those as well. Exactly. In your session, we heard from both Dr. Kundelose and Dr. Lorenzo Patrone. For those listeners who don't already know them, can you tell us a little bit about these key opinion leaders? Yeah, so Kundelose is a very well-known vascular surgeon in Belgium, and he also runs his own workshops on peripheral arterial disease. I myself have followed a workshop at his center, and Lorenzo Patroni is actually an intervention radiologist. He is known for his very difficult cases that he has. So he's an expert in complex peripheral arterial disease pathology and how to solve it. So to see a vascular surgeon discuss the cases with an intervention radiologist is also already very nice to see. And yeah, I think that makes the key opinion leader form not only for vascular surgeons, but also for intervention radiologists and to see what, what they both think and how different they think about uh, the case. So. Yeah, I think we're going to get into that a little bit more in depth in a minute. If you don't mind, I'd like to reveal some of the content for those listeners out there who missed the first form and are keen to hear some of the insights from our experts. The peripheral arterial disease session focused on two clinical cases, one aortoiliac disease case, one complex femoral tail case. Both cases with significant atherosclerotic disease and cases where there were several moments of difficult decision-making that physicians will surely struggle with on a daily basis. These moments of, you know, it could go both ways. How can I make the best decision for my patient at this point in time? That's really where the experience and the added value of these uh, key opinion leaders comes in. Isn't that right? Yeah, that is totally right, uh, what you say, because... And you're doing these kinds of interventions and what do you do then? What is the next step? And that was really nice to hear of both key opinion leaders, how they deal with uh, these complex uh, pathologies. Yeah. Now, we actually have some recordings, as I said, that I'd like to share. I have chosen sure. my personal favorite bit as a trainee, so I hope they're of value to you listeners out there as well. We have said that the first case presented, it was a highly comorbid patient with a high level of stenotic disease on the common iliacs, and it went up into the aortic bifurcation. The participant presenting the case right from the get-go actually asks Dr. Delose and Dr. Patrono for how they would treat this case of high-grade iliac disease. Let's take a listen. It starts with Kundelose, whose voice you will hear first. First of all, congratulations to present this uh, very interesting and challenging case. And challenging, we are talking here definitely about uh, BASC-CE, uh, aortoiliac occlusive disease lesion. If you answer the question, how would you treat it? Well, I need transverse slices uh, of the CT 
uh, to judge really the lumens, the occlusions, the calcium, circumferential, yes or no, and so on. So just based on an artificial 3D reconstruction, it is quite hard to say. Having said that, for me, it is absolutely an endovascular case uh, to go. If there is one field in the vascular human body where the endovascular approach is doing extremely well in terms of success, in terms of durability and whatever, it is the iliacs. So for me as a listener, I take out of that some important messages. First of all, the transverse slices on CT are key. The endovascular success rates are particularly well established on the iliac levels. And his first instinct seems to be to try to go endo despite the high level of disease. Now, Dr. Patrone goes on to agree, but open an important CRAP versus kissing stenting debate that for me was one of the jewels of this forum session. Let's take a listen. I, I agree with Kuhn, and essentially, if you want to go a bit further, I would say that uh, this is, uh, could be, from endovascular point of view, there could be uh, a choice between a CRAP or a kissing stent. Essentially, uh, this could be the, you know, the discriminant. We need to check exactly where the IMA comes. If the SMA is patent, because in case we cover the IMA with the, with the cover stand into the aorta, then we need to be sure that the SMA provides enough flow to the bowel. I noticed you picked up on this key question as well, Dr. Young, insisting that each key opinion leader actually choose syrup or kissing and tell us why. You can discuss for one hour on this case, CRAP versus uh, kissing. I think both are correct, uh, the position of the inferior mesenteric artery is indeed important. I have the rule in my uh, service that as long as there is not more than two centimeter extension of the occlusive disease in the distal aorta, I remain keep on going for just kissing. There is an, an, an Asian article on this saying that the results for these quite distal oriented occlusions that uh, kissing and syrup are completely equivalent in terms of durability. And then, of course, if this is the case, health economics are deciding. And for me, it is still cheaper to use a kissing procedure here than a completely aortic bifurcation reconstruction with CRAP. So it's interesting, both seem to agree on the importance of SMA patency and IMA location, but then Deloza goes on to reveal this invaluable trick of the trade, uh, two centimeter above the aortic level. And after quoting the literature and considering the economics, it sounds like he would lean towards kissing stenting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very wise. And at the same time, I want to also stress there's a paper from Reinen who did in vitro, he did a check uh, what's best from the flow dynamic point of view between CRAB and kissing stents, where CRAB like performs better in terms of uh, in vitro uh, tests. So as Kuhn said, there's no evidence that CRAB is better than uh, kissing, but in case that you have enough resources, I think a CRAB in this case would be uh, best, in my opinion, if the IMA is, uh, can be sacrificed or if we can land a stand just below the, the, the IMA. And actually, I would like to say that also the autobifemoral bypass could, could look like uh, an easy and, uh, let's say, in a way, and cheap option. But actually, if you look at the health economics around the whole operation, it's not that much. So if you talk about material, intra-procedural material, yes. If you talk about the whole health economics around the, the procedure itself, is not really uh, the case of being uh, very cheap compared to uh, any kind of endovascular procedure. This, I want, this has been stressed in a few papers. So. 
So as it turns out, it sounds like he actually would have given preference to the CIRA procedure. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, I think uh, that was a very interesting uh, discussion. But don't forget, in our uh, live key opinion leader forum, there's also a discussion to do open repair. Thank you. So that was just an example for all you listeners out there, what kind of discussions can be expected on the key opinion leader forums. Before we move on, I just wonder, uh, Dr. Young, what were your personal highlights in that lively PAD session? What uh, did you enjoy the most? Well, I think I've learned a lot. The auto-iliac case had already a lot of discussions. I didn't expect that there would be so many discussions about uh, only the C-Rap or the kissing. And the other more difficult case, there were so many different techniques that were discussed. I learned a lot. I, I know now there's actually no one way to go. There are multiple ways to go because there's not, not much of evidence in treating these diseases. Actually, you need to key opinion leaders to see what, what they do and what experience level of evidence. So that's why the Kyopinia Forum is very important and listen to these discussions, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So what I'm hearing there is that we need these key opinion leaders. It's not just a luxury to yeah. be able to ask them, but actually yeah. there are key questions that have no evidence, at which point you really need their expertise to help out. Now let's talk about the next session that is coming up November 28th. It will be hosted by Dr. Flavia Gentil, what will the topic of this Key Opinion Leader Forum session be, Dr. Gentil? What can we expect? The topic is uh, vascular access. And so I expect participants to submit their difficult cases about uh, dialysis fistula or vascular access uh, graft, uh, because more often we have to deal with reintervention or complex vascular access scenario. And it could be very hard to define the right strategy. We observe an increase in survival of a patient in dialysis and an increase in the age of those patients. So it could be very tricky create and maintain a function in vascular access. Are you at this point already able to reveal who the key opinion leaders are for that session? Whose voices and insights may, may we hope to hear in this next session? Well, we will have Dr. Griffoy. She's a vascular surgeon in Belgium, and she dedicated her career to open an endovascular access technique. She's also a key opinion leader in, in endovascular fistula creation. She was trained at the University Hospital in Leuven and Ghent. And actually, she has been my proctor when I first started percutaneous fistula. So I had the pleasure to do a couple of cases with her here in, uh, in Luxembourg. And she will be also faculty of vascular access workshop at the annual meeting in Belfast. The other key opinion leader is Martins News. He's a vascular surgeon in Maastricht and is the course director of the EVC vascular access course. He's also in the council of the VAS, the uh, Vascular Access Society. His main clinical and scientific interests are vascular access surgery and kidney transplantation. And in addition to that, it's also a trained clinical epidemiologist. Uh, Martin has been uh, very much involved in many other online uh, workshops we organize within the academy. Sounds very exciting. What is your advice to those aspiring to have their cases chosen for discussion? You need to register in order to be able to submit your case and then uh, use the call forum uh, library. I don't have any specific advice, I will say. Just send a case where you struggle and you would have a lot to discuss with the expert in the field. 
that's the right moment to do it. In the last session, there was room for any, actually all of the participants to ask their questions about the cave in the live chat feed. Will you also be opening that space for an open Q&A? Yep, I will do definitely. It increases the opportunity of interaction. It's a very good idea. Okay, we look forward to that. So can I ask you, will you be allowing the discussion to run a more natural course or are there actually hot topics or debates that you are looking for to discuss? Well, first, I believe that any aspect of vascular access is interesting. I'm not hoping for a specific topic. Complication, your worst case, are very much welcome. And yeah, I I expect a natural course of conversation, honestly. Okay, so a little bit of both, but looking also for complications, I hear. Lastly, are there any future topics for the Key Opinion Leader Forums that we can expect to come in the coming months? What's next, or rather, who is next in the Key Opinion Leader repertoire of ESVS? So it's a good question. So for me, as a PAD pathway, indeed, I hope there will be another session on peripheral disease, of course. There will be probably also on aortic diseases, also a lot of know-how and tricks. And we're right now building a case library, so you can even send in cases. And I will ask for key opinions right now, Lorenzo, Padrone, and Kundalose, to look at those cases and you will have comments actually beneath your case. So we're hearing that there's a focus on those topics that actually are missing evidence, where the key opinion leader opinions are extra valuable. Yes, I think so. But I also think that there is not much evidence in a lot of vascular surgery cases, actually, of right. disease. So if you look at our guidelines, you know, there are a few things on EVAR. So there are a lot of discussion because there are so many new products, medical products. It's very difficult to decide what to use, what kinds of products do we need, and do we need to treat these patients. So I think the key opinion leaders can give us a little bit of advice on the mistakes that they have made, uh, the path that they have been following, and things to do or to not do even. It's good to have even more sessions and to talk about these cases on a very friendly and low level. You mentioned a friendly environment. I think it's extremely refreshing to see a setting in which doubts can be voiced openly yeah, I think so. I think it's very important for people to hear about all these cases where there's not really much evidence on how to treat it and to listen to people discuss on it and then very extensively. The other thing I heard you say that even if your case is not taken up into the forum discussion, it sounds like the library is going to be a place where questions can be asked and answered from a series of key opinion leaders. Yeah, we want to create a case library where we can look at these cases and you have a key opinion you say something about these cases and then you can just read it back. And also other people can comment on these cases. And if you upload the case, then uh, the QPM leaders will look at it, have this discussion, and maybe we'll give you an answer on uh, your problems. That's amazing. That sounds like a very valuable space to watch. Thank you both so much for your time and insights. To Dr. Young, thanks again for the last session. Uh, again, I have to say it was full of information 
while actually sticking to the one-hour plan, which I think is amazing as well. It was a pleasure to listen to and participate in. Dr. Gentil, we look forward to an equally insightful session coming up in November. And to our listeners, do look for that registration link on the ESVS website. As mentioned, it is free for all ESVS members. And we look forward not only to hearing about your clinical dilemmas at home, but also your interactive questions for the experts about the cases presented live. Thank you for having us in the podcast. I hope that you all join the next session, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, this event today. And yeah, I'm looking forward to see you at the call. Uh, it will be very interesting and the interactive session. So please join us and see you soon. Thank you out there for listening. Remember, you can find all ESVS podcasts, open access in Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, the Vascular Forum webpage and the ESVS e-library. We wish you all a great day. Talk to you again soon. Goodbye. <laughs>